At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where collecting the dole is an expected outcome. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, I'm 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 gonna just sit around and, uh, you know, like like I come from an immigrant family. My dad's from England, um, and according to Doug Ford, <laughs> there's, there's a good chance. Yeah, there's a good chance we'll be collecting the door. <laughs> or, or, or 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 your dad. But but I, I when I when I heard him say it for. Like I say the dole, but I say it jokingly, but I didn't realize other people, especially a government official would actually say it at a, uh, was he, he was at a press conference, right? Or was he, um, kind of, he, yeah, he was at like some site announcing something at Windsor, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like some sort of, some sort of junk press junket thing, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, he said that he, he, he's, he's pro immigration. So long as you come here and you, and you work your tail off. You know, mm-hmm. as as Doug Ford, as we all know, is the epitome of work ethic. So, <laughs> but he he refuses he, he refused to apologize. Yet I don't think this is going to stick, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he did yeah, invite yeah, he I did invite people... his haters to Ford Fest, the barbecue where there's just just immigrants everywhere. It's like a Benetton ad, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I think I think like he was trying, you know, he was trying to say that what he was saying was was like he's he's very welcoming as long as you're here to contribute or whatever. But like, you know, the way that the way that he said it is like, if you think you're going to sit around and take the dole, like, you know, in that sort of old timey sort mm-hmm. of way, you know, I, like we were talking about before the start of the show, it's just it's just it's just, you know, he just seems to he just seems to be buying into that stereotype that that you used to hear sometimes about like you know especially from you know like in a place like where i grew up like georgetown which is very white and conservative like oh yeah there's you know there's a lot of you know welfare abuse going on and stuff like that and uh and they you know they'd say that it was that it was immigrants coming over bringing their whole family and all this kind of stuff like it's just that kind of old school thinking that seems to be pervasive in the in the Doug Ford mentality. I, I've been living in this country all my life. I've yet to figure out the system to abuse said system. If it's so easy for someone who is new to the country, doesn't speak the language, and they can abuse it, what am I doing wrong? Exactly, exactly. You know, we have how how are we not sussed it out? And like, I don't know, like I I can only speak anecdotally from experience, which obviously is, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an authority on this at all, but like, you know, when, when I, when I, you know, when I was going to, to university and and I was like, you know, making money in the summer, trying to make money in the summer when I wasn't, uh, you know, in, in school and I'd, I'd work in factories and, you know, like I'd be working with, with people from you know, all over the world and they all work their tails off. Like, you know, I think that's just the exception that, or the rule, not the exception, you know, like, so I don't, I don't know where this comes from. It, what, where it comes from is he probably had a good, he had a good speech. He said everything that was written for him. I guess he felt the energy of the crowd and decided to, 
go off script to just say, you know, forgot that he's not behind the bleachers uh, with Randy and just started blurting out whatever it was off the top of his head. Yeah. And gets him into trouble. Gets him into trouble. But again, I don't think this is going to stick, right? Like come June, like, are they going to bring this up? They've, uh, I think they've, they've already kind of forgotten about it. You know, like it's 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 sort of like it's ammunition for a little while and then it just kind of like moves on. But uh, Which is funny because it, that happened last week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we've but already what, forgotten. What has happened since then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So a lot has happened because um, our fair city has started opening back up ever so slowly. So... As of this past Monday, so this is the first full week where um, if you're fully vaxxed, then your establishment can go 100% capacity, right? So uh, first it was concert halls, but now it's like restaurants, um, gyms, and uh, Doug's favorite places, the strip joints, are now allowed full capacity as long as everyone shows their QR code or piece of paper. or strip, Strip joints, not quite yet. Oh really? Oh yeah, they're calling like that's called a risky, like a risky business, like. Uh, oh, um, pun ris- intended. Yeah, like uh, I forget what the exact designation designation is called, but it's something like risky business. But things like <laughs> um, things like 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 bathhouses and strip clubs have to wait a little bit longer before before they to- can go a hundred percent capacity. Uh- to, to, to just segue slightly away from, you mentioned bathhouses. Did you notice, I, I don't know if you, it's probably been gone for many years now. The oak leaf is, has been, is gone. Oh yeah. And I think it's a Popeye's chicken now. <laughs> oh really? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how long they had to clean that place out before, <laughs> before you could serve food in there. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I don't know, but if you want to clean your house, that's the type of detergent and 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 cleaners you want to use. Um, any case, you and I are are slowly rejoining society. Both you and I kind of had uh, some big events. You went to a full capacity Raptors game. Uh, that was the opener, right? That you that, went to? No, season opener. Yeah. yeah, and I and I went to uh, the what they call. Fan Expo Limited Edition, which basically means just a scaled down version of um, our, our little uh, everything geeky uh, convention that's held in Toronto. Um, but Curtis, now, why don't you why don't you go first and tell us a bit about the uh, going into twenty thousand? Well, no, it's about eighteen, right? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's under it's yeah it's about eighteen eighteen plus. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was interesting. I mean, like, you know, like I had been inside for a couple of things, um, but nothing obviously, at, uh, to this scale. So, you know, one thing my, my wife and I went one thing, um, you know, I was kind of worried about was, you know, the logistics of getting into the arena because, you know, they've, they need to check your, um, you need to check your, your, your proof of vaccination and your ID, uh, on top of, you know, the other steps of presenting the ticket and then going through the, through, through, through the metal detector. So like, you know, when I first started going to Raptors games regularly, there was no metal detector. You could bring in a big honking bag. You bring whatever you wanted in there. 
Hmm. And over the years, it's got more and more restricted. And this year, it's just more restricted. So, you know, there was like some concerns that there was going to be big problems getting in. We got in like really fast. Now, mind you, we were super early. When we got to our seats, we noticed it was 80 minutes to tip off. But, <laughs> you know, it was no it was no problem. Like they, they, they hired like they hired a whole a whole enough people to, to basically have somebody checking just your passport and your ID at each gate. So it's okay. an additional person at each gate and that's all they do. So they do that, and then and then you show your tickets to to the next person, and then you do the metal detector at the next person. I mean, every every time they've they've introduced a uh, significant new part of the entry process, the metal detectors were big. When I remember, hmm. there might have been some initial hiccups, but it works itself out really quickly. The way you described it, if you didn't know the context, it sounded like you were heading to the airport. Including the 80 minute ahead of schedule uh, takeoff yeah. time. It was so much like heading to the airport. You know how when you go to the airport and, you, and you, you're like, I'm just going to get there super early because like, I don't want to, I don't want to wait in line, you know? So, you know, even though, even though you could say spend a little bit more time at home and then go and then just wait in the big customs line and then get on your plane, you just go super early you sail through customs and you just find like a nice like A and W or a bar and you just hang out there with your plane leaves. I love it. I'll pay for overpriced beer just to just just to not have to wait around and uh, it's like it's like traffic, right? Like yeah. you you can sit on the highway and you'll you'll probably end up getting to where you want to go faster, even even if you have to go through stop and go traffic than if you take like a massive detour. But just the feeling of actually driving. It's just so much, you know. It's it's so preferable to, to just the the sensation of being stuck in gridlock. So did the PTSD kick kick in when you sat down and then the game started? Like, did you did you kind of feel nervous or weird at first, or did that feeling pass? Not quickly? really. Not really. Just because. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's still it's still not exactly like it was pre pandemic. You know, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. I'd say, like, uh, unless you're unless you're actively eating or drinking, you're supposed to be wearing your mask. And I'd say that's, you know, not universally adhered to. Probably like 40 percent of the people actually do that. But it's still enough. And like, it just felt like you know, you you can't like hang out in the concourse if you're getting food or drink. You get it. You get right back to your seat. So like, there's still like some. It's still kind of clinical compared to how it how it how it was like uh before march 2020 hmm. um so yeah i don't know like it does feel it still feels kind of like a little bit a little bit cautious and safe even when you're in a full sports arena yeah and i think even people didn't really know how to cheer you know like it just <laughs> like it's 600 days since the last time they had a game in front of fa- local fans you know like people are at a practice with their cheering, were, were people think, cheering? We like Roy. We like Roy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all that kind of. No, it's just, uh, yeah. So it was like I don't know. No, it felt, it felt. I felt pretty comfortable. Like okay. I didn't really have a problem. Good. But I mean, your mileage may vary. Like you know, like uh, it was fine for me. Other people might have not been as comfortable. 
still other people might have thought that it was too cautious and you know mm. would be be annoyed by the protocols that are still in place you know i guess it's going to just depends on your own comfort level but like right yeah i felt i felt like i'm going again tomorrow i felt pretty pretty safe there Good. i felt i felt more i felt more initially uncomfortable when i went to a friend's 50th birthday party in a bar um which had like maybe 50 people in it but just was like kind of crazy because everybody was drunk and yelling at each and yelling at each other over the music you know what i mean like <laughs> just, just really but but it wasn't what place. wasn't at the one of those risky business establishments right no no it wasn't it was at a really nice nice bar but uh <laughs> but there was a pretty loud music and people were yelling at each other and stuff like that and i was like wow this i've haven't been in this kind of a situation now I, I I I had when I heard news of after that game and I I was uh, listening to this one doctor and and statistician they were talking about if you were to take the uh, current rate of infection against uh, in in our province against uh, fully vaccinated people and all the other factors involved the guy did the math and they were saying. You know, given twenty thousand people, and we, and I'm, I'm, and he's counting everyone, including staff and everyone behind the scenes, that he's just, you know, using that number. Um, under those conditions, under Ontario's rates, six people could have gotten it. So that's pretty good. Probably the people sitting near Drake. Probably. Um, so. <laughs> I, I went to Fan Expo. So usually this is a it's a huge weekend event and they still went uh, three days. Um, same with uh, same experience as you, except they didn't have the same ratio of people checking vaccination receipts and the actual ticket booths. They effectively had maybe four people at the at each gate kind of saying showing ID, showing the QR code, whatever. Um, and I still found it really funny because the the app that checks the QR code automatically, like basically gives a green check, it's it's a free app that anyone can download. Like I have it on my phone. I just got it because I was curious. Mm-hmm. And those and the people that were at the gates were checking manually. I'm like, you all have personal cell phones. Like it, it, it's not a huge footprint. Just download it and just start zapping things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found it kind of weird that way. I wasn't going to say anything, but that was probably the longest. So it, it routed us. We were at the south building, so it routed us kind of around a bit of close to the the roundhouse uh, across the street. Like it was just it was a long wait, but it was moving, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. So, uh, but once inside, um, it kind of felt actually kind of somewhat normal because uh, you know everyone's in costume and has something over their face in one way yeah. shape or form wearing a mask probably even in the olden days probably would have been a good idea just because of the sheer amount of humanity now this yeah. is a much more scaled down show so smaller independent retailers were there but none of the corporate presence was there so typically nintendo would be there play uh sony Mm-hmm. Um, Blizzard would have a booth now. Um, uh, Ubisoft because they're in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, those big guys would t- and EB Games would have giant booths. Xbox as well. Uh, Microsoft. 
um, would usually have these giant display, not, I wouldn't even call it a booth, right? Just areas where people can go see stuff, see the new things and it's, uh, you know, swag everywhere. But, um, so there was a lack of presence like this. So this show, other than the rooms where the celebrities are and getting autographs, this one still felt like a much more, just a, a large kind of marketplace rather than kind of the historical show that it, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, which is still fine. Um, lots of uh, Squid Game cosplay. Oh, yeah. Was obviously yeah. Uh, a big one. Um, yeah. The anime kids are nothing stopping them because, geez, anytime I look at someone in cosplay and I don't recognize it, I just I assume it's an anime character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My niece um, would probably recognize them, but I don't Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um uh not too much presence on star wars the 501st was there and someone mm-hmm. had a mando costume which looked amazing uh but in terms of toys like i i usually have my 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 quest for marketplace stuff is usually my quest for obscure star wars action figures mm-hmm. and um yeah very 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 little i did find one and i don't know why it's so expensive um i don't remember um, I don't know if they actually came out originally in the old set or maybe it was like a Phantom Menace release. It's the, it's like the, the, the they're like squid-like creatures with kind of tentacles on oh, their uh, chin the, area. The, the Quarren. Uh, were they the Quarren? Is that what they were called? And they the guys say they have the squid faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they're Quarren, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, it's like that, the delegation guy of that, and he, they wanted, I think it was like $850 for it. And I was like, whoa, steal right, a, right steal category, but price. too rich for my blood. <laughs> um, it was still fun. You know, I bought these tickets in May, not knowing what October would be like. And it was just mm-hmm. a nice little escape and just kind of like, hey, hey, yeah, we used to do this. Yeah, um, I think the timing worked out pretty well, I think, as far as you know where where we're at now compared to you know where we were at oh you know oh definitely definitely months ago and 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 just just to hold the show in any way shape or form to allow that community to kind of get together and you know do their cosplay stuff and you know see people and and whatever and and also for these read these uh cottage industry retailers right who may not have a brick and mortar store and they Mm -hmm. rely on doing these shows Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like you, as far though, as far as like, um, you know, getting like, like if you wanted to, to browse comics, if you wanted to browse action figures, like they still had like a, a pretty good vendor space for that kind of stuff. Oh, it was all, it was all that space. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, at this point in time in the game, it's also, I don't think I saw a single, uh, bottle of hand sanitizer anywhere like i think everyone's gonna like go wash your hands but yeah you can still browse through the comics you know if you want to look at you know closer at an action figure whatever you know or you know the wall of pop or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's it it was all there like it's 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 it was accessible there was nothing where okay hands hands off and and it's it's impossible to distance when you're in a show like that because it wasn't as bad as like i'm sure saturday would have been like human salmon going through the aisles but Mm -hmm. it was busy enough that like it's just there's no way but everyone's masked and 
I don't. I I I would think that group that shows up to the this type of show would be quite the compliant group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think so. So you know who was there on Friday? Now I didn't go see them because it, the ticket would cost extra and whatever. Shatner was there Friday night, and he was talking about his um, uh, flight into right. space, and obviously people had questions, and he was just like just making up all this metaphysical crap about how enlightening it was and people wanted to play games in zero g but he just was like just you know want to look out the window he's also 90 like he's not gonna be playing games like oh let's flip backwards or whatever no no i don't think so but i want to circle around to a topic we talked about our last episode and i did follow through and this is, you know, we usually do a, a sometimes a musical segment on the show. Uh, I did a deep dive into William Shatner, Bill Shatner's uh, album, Seeking Major Tom. So I picked this one. I think I, I think I said I was going to do the Christmas one, and I chickened out. Well, not chickened out, but I found interest in Seeking Major Tom because of just the, the song choices. Yeah. And I realized after listening to it, it's an attempt by bill to make this thematic album like a la dark side of the moon or okay computer where it's just it was meant to be heard from beginning to end not track to track oh boy was i uh (laughs) some of it was hard to stomach through some of it was a, a laugh um it's obviously the space theme. So, you know, there's this, it starts off with um, uh, Major Tom by Peter Schilling. Is that mm-hmm. who originally? Yep. And it's just the story of the of the astronaut in space and he's in his thoughts going through while he's lost in space. I, I have no idea <laughs> what he's saying because there is no, I said it's an attempt to make a, a thematic album, but uh, but that but that Peter Schilling song kind of come interweaves throughout the album. I guess that's him coming back to consciousness. Right, but right. I was telling you like all the songs. So I you know, uh, Space Oddity. He sings Space Cowboy, Space Truckin', uh, yeah, uh, Rocket Purple. Man, Blinded Me by sci- uh, Science, Walking on the Moon, Bohemian and Rhapsody. Like at that point, I was just like, "Oh, dude, you you just lost me." Like I, I had to like I had to pit pause or at, at one point in time. But uh, the interesting it's... thing is, throughout the entire album, he's doing his William Shatner talking the lyrics, except for one song, and that is Black Sabbath's uh, Iron Man, which mm-hmm. sounds like your drunken uncle at a karaoke bar at maybe at a wedding, or your the song's playing in the car and you're trying to sing on top of it and they just kind of recorded him and isolated his voice track. I did have a little listen to that um, before we started recording on your recommendation and it is uh, uh, it, it, it is worth worth your time to listen to <laughs> for about 30 seconds. Yeah, because he, he sings it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll use air quotes, sings. Uh, and then the, the the album ends with Steve Howe and him doing Planet Earth by Duran Duran. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it is pretty interesting the um, the the sort of cast of characters he brings he brings along. Like um, you know, there's uh, 
Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple fame plays with them on Space Oddity, mm-hmm. but not on Space Truckin', which is a Deep Purple song. Well, that that was, the, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because other than Steve Miller, in Shatner's entire catalog of music, it's it's never him singing along with the artist singing the artist's song. It, it's always like this collaboration. It's it's almost like the 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 other music uh, musical artists told Shatner, "No, you're not touching my song." Yeah, because <laughs> I know I'm I'm in on the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, I know what you're gonna do. This song, so, the song wasn't meant to be spoken word. Yeah, exactly. Um, am I? Do I feel more enlightened from listening to this album? Uh, not really, but because he's talking through the lyrics, I actually know a lot more lyrics than I, I led to believe in, in a lot of these songs. <laughs> Amazingly enough, there's 20, there's 20 songs, and like <laughs> many of them are, you know, of the five, six, seven minute variety. Oh, yeah. And it's gapless, right? So each song rolls right into each other there might be a, a splice of space radio talk in between to carry each song through but yeah the, he made this album with the intention of you sitting down and listening cover to cover yep <laughs> and uh came out in what 2011 yep and i heard of it for the first time last week <laughs> give it a try <laughs> Give it a try. Um, so, Curtis, it, being uh, close to Halloween, um, we don't really do anything special for the show on Halloween, but I thought I'd kind of bring out this little segment. And, and I think everyone plays this in one way, shape, or form, e- even by themselves when they, they hear in the news someone's name and they go, oh, he's dead or he's still alive. So I, I want to play this little game with you, Curtis, and we'll call the segment Dead or Alive. I know it sounds a little bit morbid, but I want you to tell me your best guess if this celebrity, and I'll I'll tell you the genre, and I brought uh, four out for this week, if they're dead or alive. Okay. Okay. So first one is TV. Yeah. This is a woman uh, who played the very, made famous the character uh, Edna Garrett from uh, Different Strokes and Facts of Life. So this is Charlotte Ray. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Ray, I, th- I think is dead. You are correct. Uh, she passed away in 2018. Oh. I think that's not too far. Like she must. She the last thing I saw her in was she was in um, uh, Adam Sandler's movie, uh, The Zohan. Oh, okay. And she had like a little bit part on that, but uh, uh, let me just confirm. She did. She passed away at the age of ninety-two. Oh wow! In twenty eighteen, she so, uh, she lived a full life. Okay, I think this one's an easier one. Easier one, but uh, I actually stumped someone on this one. Here is a uh, Sean Connery. I, I know he's dead. Yeah, and it's, it wasn't that long ago. It was actually during the pandemic, right? It was actually almost a year to go uh, today. It was like uh, he passed away October 31st in 2020. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I remember that just because like, uh, yeah, like I know what you mean. Like sometimes 
someone like someone like Charlotte Ray. There was probably a time maybe in like 2016 when Charlotte Ray was still alive and I wouldn't have, have known, you know, like I would have been mm. like, wow, she's still alive. But uh, but Connery, I guess, just due to his his body of work. I remember when he when he when he passed. Oh, and it, it, obviously it would have been a huge deal. But again, it, it's it's different when you're during that. That would have been a heavy, heavy time during the pandemic for us. Right. So mm-hmm, there wasn't mm-hmm. much fanfare. Here's one in the in the wrestling genre. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Wrestling is really tough because, you know, like just due to various circumstances, the your life expectancy, if you are a career wrestler is generally pretty low compared to the average human being. But for some reason, I'm going to say that Hacksaw is alive. Hacksaw is alive. He he did have some surgery, and I think he's okay, and I think he went home. I, I um, What did uh, he go into surgery for? I think it was like emergency surgery of some kind. Um, I don't think it actually said what they were treating him with. But he, he went in, got treated, he came out. Uh, he's 67. Mm-hmm. It's getting a bit long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. But yeah, again, you're right. Wrestling is tough, especially for guys in that era. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the, the longevity is not like in today's world where they're they're really taking care of themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's it's better now than it was. But yeah, and that right up until the Attitude Era, like you look at all the pe- people that we watched and like, when we watched wrestling more regularly, sort of in the year, you know, sort of 2000, 2001, how many of, how many of those guys have died? Like it's, mm. it's crazy. Crash Holly for crying out loud. Yeah. All right. Seemed like, Last... a, seemed like a clean living guy, but who knows? Yeah. You never know. Uh, and our last one in the music genre, th- this one might be easy if you're a fan um, or you might be insulted if you're a fan. <laughs> uh, Ace Freely. From I Kiss think Ace Freely is alive. Let me confirm this because I ha- I second guessed myself on this one, but uh, uh, yes, Ace is still alive. Ace is uh, seventy. Yeah, once again, not a pretty man. Not, not a handsome, handsome man. Th- 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 that's why those guys needed that makeup. Like they were not a <laughs> they're not attractive dudes. <laughs> Oh well, maybe we'll bring back the segment another time with another another four to, to test your test I your hope, light. I hope so, man. I got a hundred percent. I was I was I was I was thinking that you, we we I'd stump you a bit more. I actually I thought I'd stump you maybe with the Sean Connery, but I thought no, oh, Curtis is Curtis Curtis is on the ball. Charlotte Ray was the toughest one for me. Well, she would have been out of the press for a while, so I think yeah. I, I I thought let's grab something from that era of TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know that one would have been close because yeah. But at ninety two, right? hey, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's uh, let's head on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. So the first story I, I brought up since the Olympics are coming up, and this was the big, uh, a pretty big deal. Um, Lou Lemon is taking over for for the Canadian Olympic team for their clothing sponsor so all the uniforms will be made by lululemon um and they 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 call this um line of clothing uh transformative of course they do now 
Now, it all looks good. In Lululemon, they make, you know, very contemporary, young-looking stuff. And, and it, it's great. Much Probably much better than Hudson Bay's stuff that they made. Other, other than the mitts. I think the mitts were a big hit, but the denim jackets from Tokyo... The denim jackets for Tokyo, I think, were the last straw. Hudson Bay took over from Roots, and yeah. had some and had some successes, but then had like uh, like a couple of misfires. And I think that jean, if you haven't seen these the jean jackets that the athletes wore in uh, Tokyo, you probably have because they were it was pretty buzzy because yeah. because they were so bad. They made it onto American late night talk show circuit because they were so terrible but it basically looked like it was a denim jacket and it looked like it had really it was, i guess it was supposed to be edgy sort of graffiti but it just looked it just looked very amateurish <laughs> it was, it was, yeah like it, it looks like something from a, a saturday morning cartoon right like yeah just... very much so <laughs> now mind you mind you i did say that some of the stuff from Lou Lemon looks like something that storm shadow would wear because <laughs> it's kind of like that sort of like white camo type of look. I, I, I'm down with that. I, I'll be down with that. Okay, so this this part of the article um, got me incensed because I, I, I just I just saw, I just envisioned some smug marketing muck, mucky muck coming up with this name and saying, let's, let's go with this. Um, so the article reads, the uniform is based on what is called dynamic dressing system in quotes Kurt so this is like they might be trademarking this term dynamic dressing system mm -hmm. so what is it you're asking well athletes will be able to shed or add individual pieces to their overall outfits depending on their own internal temperature and the environment they find themselves in during the opening ceremonies <laughs> athletes can be out on the journey for four to six hours in temperatures that can go from minus 10 to plus 10 the dynamic dressing system lets them show up as a team, be one, and then shed and add as they see fit. Mm -hmm. That's called layering, mm -hmm. <laughs> not dynamic dressing system, Curtis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's 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 been been around for a while. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it's hilarious every time, as 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 you point out, it's some like marketing dude, or you know, or some some sort of uh you know some sort of some some sort of corporate corporate person thought this was a this was a, a good idea whenever they use terms like that like dynamic dressing system and stuff like that it's just so hilarious oh god like everyone who does winter sports knows about layering <laughs> yeah. yeah so this is obviously someone who doesn't do winter sports who decided oh you know it's so so it's just a wild concept where you can just keep adding things and taking off as needed yeah, oh god okay so uh, but good luck to the olympic athletes and yeah it is, they're it gonna is. look they're gonna look decent with lululemon they'll they'll make them look de decent despite the fact that it's dynamic dressing system it is it is an interesting move simply because like i i i do think that it is a conscious effort to to get a more um modern sort of a younger look than than they've had than they had with you know hudson's bay company which oh, is kind on. of a stodgy oh sort of for enterprise. sure who under 40 is buying something from the bay mm -hmm. or is the first thought is oh i'm gonna run to the bay and get something yeah for 
the risky business establishment I'm visiting. That's right. That's right. I mean, I shop there because I'm almost 50. It makes sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So this is a this is a, a um, institution, if you will, over in the Danforth. Um, this is a story of uh, Square Boy. So the headline is. Danforth Diner stays devoted to decades-old philosophy, old low prices, and community first. Kind of a feel-good story. Um, have you ever ate there, Curtis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of times. How sober were you? Uh, it depends. <laughs> I think I've been on both ends of the spectrum. Um, but but uh, I, I, I do actually quite like it. It's, um, it it kind of reminds me of, do you remember the fire pit in Brampton? Yep. Like like it's kind of those kind of burgers, you know, those charboiled, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um their souvlaki's good. Yeah, it's a good place and it's and yeah, it's it's relatively cheap. Obviously, they've bumped up their prices over time as inflation is dictate as inflation dictates, but yeah, they, I think uh the value for money at that place is pretty good. Well, you know, just just like everything else in the neighborhood, it, the the gentleman that that opened it is also Greek, so there is like the souvlaki. But I, I yeah, you're right. Like here's some here's some kind of current deal. Even compared to Square Boys, you know, decades old, the prices of the chicken souvlaki is still like chicken souvlaki dinner. So stick of souvlaki, rice potatoes type of a fries potato type thing, uh, seven seventy five. Chicken burger five fifty. A hamburger is five fifty. Right, yeah. like, geez, yeah. yeah I mean, that's but, pretty good. Like, try, you know, show me where else you can get uh, a hamburger and and with fries. And and the, these types of places, um, obviously would have continued doing well, right? You know, maybe not online orders, but people would would have still went because it's not exactly you don't go there to sit and eat there, mm-hmm. and their food is is portable well portable it looks like they also built a little patio space for themselves Uh, it's been a while since i've seen it yeah they do they do have one um yeah i've i have eaten inside there a couple of times um i think one time i actually drank at the square boy instead of drinking and then going to the square boy like (laughs) is it licensed i didn't know it was licensed yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You, like they have, like you know, y- your selection is pretty limited, but you can get like, um, you know, Molson, bottles of Molson Canadian or whatever. So I think I just sat sat in there with a couple of buddies and 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 ate and and drank uh, like a few bottles of <laughs> Molson Canadian at the Square Boy in the bottles, right? In the bottles, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes. Poser style. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's head on to a, 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 a co you know, maybe not so, um, COVID, uh, story that, um, that's so happy. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's happy for us cause it's a hilarious story, but, uh, the headline is woman threatens health officials with giant snake to avoid taking COVID vaccine. Uh, so this is a woman in India. So I guess the health officials there were going village to village. And when this woman heard about uh, the medical people coming to their village, she decided to, um, it doesn't describe, just as giant snake, right? Doesn't really say what kind of snake, but apparently yeah. this person's also a snake charmer. Okay. I and decided so. to use the snake as a weapon. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't think know. that snake would have been that charmed after uh, being used as a projectile or some kind of threatening motion. Yeah, I think that go- that goes beyond the realm of vaccine hesitant at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if it's snake charmer, India, I, I assume it would have been a cobra, right? Like, or am I stereotyping? I, I because I think I, I think I don't think you can charm a constrictor because I think a constrictor couldn't give a crap, right? They show they show a cobra in the picture, but I think that's just a stock image. But uh. <laughs> but I would think you're right, right? Like that's the any well, maybe again that's the movie stereotype. It's always a cobra, but again, mm. I can't see you trying to charm like a, a constrictor, like a giant like boa constrictor or anything, any other snake. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I imagine it was uh, it was it's a good, cobra. It's a good thing it's not a black mamba. Um, they don't have black mambas in in India, but man, Curtis, I I saw one in, not in the wild, but in a in a Kenyan zoo, uh, yeah. Kenyan um, uh, reptile um, zoo. Yeah, it reminded me of anytime you go to the zoo and you see a tiger in captivity and they're always pacing. Yeah, this snake was doing that. Like usually when you go to the zoo, the snakes are just kind of coiled. They're underneath the heat lamps. They're just enjoying life. Yeah. This thing was 12 feet long and going back and forth. And I was just like, uh, I'm okay seeing it from here. You know, it's like <laughs> one of the one of the deadliest snakes on the planet and one that will like actively go out and like mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe um eat big snake. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, right? But um yeah. Um, so from snake to the toilet, I don't, I don't know how I'm segueing that one, but I, I am, uh, this story is that Megan, the odd Megan trainer story. So Megan trainer addresses viral side-by-side toilet story is quoted. It's the best thing I ever did. Wow. Didn't she have like some, some, some big hits? Uh, yeah, yeah, about her, about her base, and, yeah. and so it's it's kind of you know related. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. But apparently, yeah, she installed a side by side toilet for her and her husband. I don't know. Is that is that is that uh, is that true love, or is that maybe just going a step too far? Um, right. I, I think I think I th- I think it would be definitely true. It's definitely true love, and you can tolerate each other's crap literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't do it as much as I love my wife. Like I could never do that. I need. I, I, I don't need... understand the probability of you two actually needing to go at the same time where you take advantage of it. It would be it would be very very infrequent. You'd you'd have to almost try. You'd almost have <laughs> have to try to get your sort of sort of um, cycles in sync. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so here here's here here's here's something I want I want I want to bring it up with you. The etiquette when it's a side-by-side toilet. Okay. So we all know, you know, as guys, there, there's some form of etiquette when you go into the urinals in, in, a, in a bathroom that's not so crowded. So would there be etiquette here in the side-by-side toilet? Like if one person's sitting down, so let's say Megan's on the toilet and her husband has to come in and let's say he just has to do number one. Mm-hmm. Does he stand or does he sit? Hmm. What's I mean, you're. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, to me, if you're in that sort of very unique situation, you would probably sit. But we're talking about a couple that have installed 
side by side toilets in their house. I don't know if my if 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 my uh, if my standards apply. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I don't know. I, it was just something I thought about. I was like, okay, so if Megan's in there, she's doing her thing, and yeah. you come in, but do you, do you sit? Like, is that I, like the, I would? I would personally. I, th- I, I would personally. I, I okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah. a f- also funny quote uh, here about Megan talking to her plumber, uh, which the the plumber uh, says basically the plumber said, I have an extra toilet. Can I just pop them next to each other? That's what sorry, that's what Megan said. And the plumber giggled and I was like, I don't see why you're laughing. Just do it. Get it done. So look at her, eh? Abusing yeah. the help. Yeah. Just get it done. Never mind, never mind the <laughs> The, the the macabre request that I've just made. You you would think the it. plumber would say logistically that's difficult, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a, that's a lot of water coming into said bathroom and then mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah exiting. So another etiquette question: Do you install two toilet paper dispensers? Yeah, one I for would each say toilet. So. I yeah, would say you, so. You wouldn't do a shared one, um, or maybe one on a lazy Susan like thing where you oh, yeah, spin yeah. it, where you spin you it could, to the other person. You could do that. Um, I, cause I was thinking that's the first thing I thought of when you mentioned this story was that I would still want my own dispenser. Yeah. You know, because maybe you have a dispenser per toilet. Maybe you have a preference for toilet paper. Right. Right. Yeah. It just gives you more options. So the lazy Susan also gives you options, but then, uh, you know, I just think that, it, that it would just take up too much space. Like, I know, think that's the million wanna... dollar idea, Curtis. It's the lazy Susan toilet paper dispenser that for couples that have dual toilets the tandem Mm -hmm. toilet and you just pass it back to each other in a in a nice you know very civilized way yeah like it's a niche it's it's a niche product but you know if therefore we can charge a lot for it if it's a niche product right that's right yeah we're not talking about volume of sales here curtis we're talking exclusivity that's right (laughs) that's exactly right oh and 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 the, and the poopy stories just keep keep rolling um did you did you see any movies this weekend did you go see the new dune at all i i i was gonna ask um if you i have i'm, I'm intrigued by it but i haven't seen it yet what what oh, we okay. did watch uh, heather and i um uh sort of uh because sometimes we'll do that remote movie watching with her friends Mm-hmm. And we watched uh, Ghostbusters two, which I haven't, which I've only seen once in my life, and I haven't seen in a long time. Okay, and uh, eh. the first Ghostbusters obviously is a classic, but Ghostbusters two is like mm. passable entertainment. I would yeah. say. Um, so talking about entertainment, uh, it'll be Disney Plus's anniversary on November twenty first. So Shang Chi is going to be released on that day, but I think. Th- Due to some delays in the Marvel releasing their their content, I think it's shoving a whole bunch of things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have some uh, some updates for those that are are paying attention, that are listening and 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 looking for these uh, new movies to come out. So as a result, I think of of just the cascading effect because you can't. I think they were able. Obviously, it had no effect, but um, the Black Widow end sequence right was supposed to be the first time you saw um val right but we saw her instead in uh falcon winter soldier then the movie came out afterwards it was just like it it was okay it was acceptable for for those to come out in that order yes but i think for the next little bit it is not so 
it sounds like Doctor Strange is might be the one that's uh, the one causing a lot of the issues, maybe mm-hmm. because it's getting pushed out from a March release to a May release. Right. So yeah. therefore, Thor is going from May to July, and Black Panther is going from July to November. Right. Um, I think it's on like the a domino t- effect. Yeah, total domino effect. So then. Uh, the Marvels is now postponed to 2023 and, and early 2023 and Ant-Man and Quantumania has been going from February of 2023 to July. Uh, so being a, being a summer movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also, something else got delayed as well, but I was also surprised. Oh yes. The untitled Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Any interest in that? they did say that they did say it's the last indiana jones movie um but really wasn't crystal skull supposed to be the last indiana jones movie and really isn't the last crusade really the last indiana jones movie is is leboeuf in the the next movie or is he that's a good question i don't know if leboeuf is or not he <laughs> do they bother inviting him back to do any acting gigs these days or has he been written off i don't know maybe he got canceled i don't know what's yeah, happened with maybe. him i haven't heard that name in a while that's an excellent um, question though some other things that we missed while we were off for a little bit did you see that scene where uh penny alexiak showed up to the leaf game and this is like the only athlete that would have this issue like i guess she brought all of her medals and mm-hmm. The, the camera hit her like not hit her but but the camera was on her and she tried to um put up her medals and show them off but they were i guess the way that she she brought them into the uh, arena they they were in a tangled mess like as if you stuffed your headphone remember your old headphones when yeah, they were yeah. wired and you yeah. put them into your backpack and you pull them out in this tangled mess it looked like that like it looked like her trying to figure out which metal is which, but again, only Penny Alexiak would have that type of issue. Yeah, when you have so many metals that it that it gets into a tangled mess. That's when you're. That's what happens when you're the most decorated Canadian Olympian. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Like, yeah, but but I, I, it was just kind of like another small headline that I wanted to bring up. The, like the visual is is better than the story itself. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, uh but yeah that's that goes our headlines um now curtis you started playing metroid and i think we're going to defer your full review in the next episode so look out for that for the next episode of metroid um what what's the game metroid, called? metroid dread right right i was gonna mm-hmm. say is deep okay so that's good i did see, it does look good i, I saw mm-hmm. i was right i started playing on about an hour in and today was actually the official release day i believe is um the guardians of the galaxy uh, mm-hmm. game i can tell you an hour in and i full disclosure i never played this game but i can tell you it's probably better than the avengers game uh yeah i mean i think it's going to be better than the avengers game in that it was not developed as a as like a as like a as like a, a, a game like a gaming service you know like a service game you know like avengers was developed to try to be like destiny and mm miss the mark yeah whereas guardians is just single player right like it's gonna That's be a right. full single player campaign it's a it's a single player campaign um i would say the gameplay so far feels 
a lot like God of War, the mm-hmm. the latest one, because you don't really control your son, but you can issue orders. Yes, that's right. So that's what happens with like you control Peter. Uh, you you basically play as Peter, mm-hmm. but you can issue certain commands that have cooldowns from the other guardians. Yeah. Um, either during combat or when you're exploring. Right. Um, so it, it, yeah, it would feel more like um, Space God of War in in terms of the gameplay, um, just movement and just your perspective because it's like a third person perspective and then lots of amazing cutscenes. Um, definitely more of um, more based on the comic book. So even mm-hmm. like the 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 artwork of the character models is very much more towards the 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 way they're drawn in the comics. Right. Yeah. Um. Probably more so Gamora. Yeah. Like a, and, and obviously Peter as well, because they're not based on the actors. Um, it, they're just based off of artwork. And it's kind of funny. They, they actually, the, the extra skins for all the characters, they actually talk about the origin of the skin. It actually says, oh, first appeared in this comic on this date. And it was, it was pretty, pretty cool in that way. Yeah. The licensed music catalog is pretty huge. It almost reminds me of um, the, the earlier GTA. Was it GTA Three? Yeah, that had some licensed music. Same thing, right? Yeah, this is yeah. Peter's. So you can when when you're walking around the Milano, you can actually go to a, what looks like a ghetto blaster, and you you pick the song, and it and it just plays ambiently throughout the, the ship. It's oh, pretty awesome. It. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So far, so good. Uh. You know, it looks great um it, uh, the controls seem intuitive enough mm-hmm. you know it's 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 square enix yeah it, avengers is also like that that's that's yeah. that's square enix because right? they, they probably have the, the the license for all marvel games at this point right yeah 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 it's interesting that that uh that you bring up the avengers because like again and, and i think a lot of people felt the same way the single player experience in the avenger game um was is is really solid and in fact the uh the black panther expansion is is actually pretty good but once you but it's short and then once you're done then you're then then you're just spamming sort of like these same sort of encounters all the time and you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do the multiplayer and it's just i don't know it's like it's like they, they they made a game that relied so much on multiplayer and then spent no time on the multiplayer so I was really looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy because I didn't want to have any of that. I just wanted to play a campaign, single player campaign. Yeah, I, I I think the comic book genre lends better to a linear story like game rather than open world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's because you know you think about movie and the comic, you're you're a, you're you're a hostage to the narrative, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to be. I don't want to be Peter Quill and wandering around the galaxy just doing crap. Like, just yeah. I want to go on an adventure and 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 you know, um, and that's why I kind of made the correlation of with God of War. Like, it's 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 it just has that you know, and, and Peter Peter's Peter's jokey and you and all the the, the all the character lines are great. Like, they mm-hmm. just it's it's um. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so far so good. I'll, I'll have to kind of give it a few more. Like I said, I'm only an hour in, mm-hmm. 
Um, but I do have, uh, as a result of pre-ordering, I have the um, the classic. Uh, is it is it called the Warlord skin? Uh, but it's basically the the Peter Quill Guardians of the Galaxy cop uniform, right? Which yeah. I think is more towards like the old comic look, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I put that on and I went, ah, I kind of, <laughs> I'd rather play as, you know, kind of the, the modern day take yeah, uh, on them. So, yeah. So that's, 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 it's good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's, but you're right. It, I think they needed a, a, they needed this hit after Avengers. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest IP for a video game right now. You yeah. don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Now, Star yeah. Wars, on the other hand, has messed up. So there's been really bad stinker Star Wars games. But once yeah. you kind of get into a groove, and you get people that just you know understand how to use the IP, then yeah, beauty. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, there's been some stinkers. Well, there's been there's been a lot of like really good uses of the license too. So that's yeah. what you want to. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Like the Spider Man, the Spider Man games for the PlayStation Four have been have been outstanding like the the miles morales game and then the 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 original spider-man game so you know uh, we have come a long way since since the days where like most if not all licensed games were hot garbage um which is good (laughs) well i think they gave up on the oh the movie's coming out we have to have the video game the action Mm -hmm. figures everything lined up and sold at the same time because um this guardians of the galaxy game you know again they, they're not they're not looking at mcu continuity so sorry mm-hmm. fanboys yeah uh, you know so it's it's basically let's just pluck the comic book characters and put them into this adventure where people can control peter yeah um i don't know how much variation you can get out of the storyline like i don't think it's like um like Detroit Beyond Human. Right. Where, but I think some of your interactions with the team lead to certain extremes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some of that. Some uh, variation, but I don't think it's, it, it changes. Like, uh, I don't think I can sacrifice Rocket <laughs> and then he disappears from the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it just opens up, probably opens up more dialogue because I, 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 you know, because didn't you play through Detroit and yeah. something happened? You, you, yeah, you, yeah, I lost. You let the um, kid die, right? Or you? Well, I, uh, Kara died. Oh, Kara! So you yeah. you missed an entire storyline. I had to play it again so that I could play her storyline. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, she's dead. I'm just going to go through with these two guys." Which is kind of it's still interesting in its own way the way it plays out, you know. But oh yeah, you, you yeah, no, for like, sure. All that content um, from her storyline. So. Yeah. Oh, before we sign off, uh, something else we talked about um, th- about the What If series. I went back and rewatched certain episodes just to understand where things were. So in the final episode, that Natasha Romanoff gets dropped off at um, the Loki controlled episode, which is mm-hmm. the uh, Hank Pym episode. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, e- so yes, it, it makes sense because. Uh, on the on the helicarrier, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers is fighting alongside um, Carol Danvers, 
Right. And then Romanoff. So, so what happens at the end of the Hank Pym episode is um, uh, Nick is walking with Coulson and they're, they're talking and they're walking by all the um, – they're not graves, but I guess each one of uh, the Avengers tombs mm-hmm. and one is missing and it's, it's Steve Rogers. Right. And then he – the last scene is him – in some I the, the ice it's the ice ship mm-hmm. and he wipes the snow off of one spot and he sees the um shield he sees uh, Steve Rogers shield frozen in ice and he says uh welcome back captain and then Carol Danvers yeah. is behind him yeah so right, yeah so so that that's that 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 makes sense because I, I thought what happened to Steve in that episode and I, I guess I forgot about the ending yeah um yeah, now that you mentioned that, yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was just my follow up on <laughs> what if because <laughs> you know they did such a good job on that last episode. I, I get, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have think they they would have made a really horrible mistake or like that, but yeah, it 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 uh, it, it makes sense. But I don't know whether or not that's a that's also a thing where maybe that's how they're going to bring back Scarlett Johansson. It's possible. This is the thing, you know, yeah. they killed off all these characters, but you never know when you might want them back. So, you know, it's classic comic book MacGuffin. Yep. Just give her a different haircut. Maybe give her a different attitude. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because they've already kind of, uh, you know, they've already figured out how to how to bring like some, that like, like, like vision, right? That's so now they've got like, they, they killed off vision, but then they brought him back in this new, this new, uh, this new sort of uh white the new white vision so now they got so they had to think about well if they're not robots how can we bring them back it's like alternate universes there you go (laughs) well that's how that's how they do it in the comics it's that's right all right uh so you can catch curtis and i uh weekly on apple Podcasts, spotify and google podcast um Normally we're quite weekly. Yeah, I think we had to take a little bit of a break uh, last week, but you know, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, leading into Christmas, we're we're heading into a probably I think a milestone episode, Curtis. I think we're we're nearing episode fifty. So, oh wow! Um, yeah, that, that's 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 a big milestone. Um, we should, we should, any case, we should see if we just see if Joe Rogan can come on. Oh, easy. Him and Logan Paul. Yeah. Together. I think I think I think people will tune in for that. No doubt. <laughs> All right, folks, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Sucker, you won't hear me I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.